Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today we're going to talk about, we got an election in a lot of cities around the country, in Texas, in Austin. We have early voting that starts uh, next week. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about what what is it Waukesha? Waukesha. Waukesha. The Waukesha Parade mass murder trial has been it's been going on for 15 days and there has been a very little normalcy about it. And the suspect Daryl Brooks cried, laughed, interrupted the judge, and took his shirt off. Experts say this does not bode well for him. Also, uh, we're going to dig into the legality of the shooting of the Kansas City firefighter. Man, this is drawing a lot of criticism around the country uh, from this shooting. But we're, you know what? We're going to talk about Texas law and how that relates to Texas law a little bit. And we got also, we have inside the studio, we have a special guest. We have a someone that's running for office. So that's why I want to talk about, I got to talk about the homeless. You got to talk about, you know. Uh, you know what's going on you know for this election because it's, it's so important uh we got to get to the polls we got to go vote you know it's man you you got to get your your voice out there you got to be heard so we're going to talk about the election we're going to we got so much stuff to go you know to to discuss we're going to go around and talk about the gun news we're going to talk about let's see uh there's a self-defense seminar at central texas gunworks that's going to happen this week uh, we're going to talk about 80% lower receivers. Going to talk about the, the Baltimore. We're going to go to Baltimore, go to Milan. We're going we're gonna to talk about a uh, mother-daughter robbery. Boy, you guys are going to be shocked by this. A mother-daughter robbery. All right, and also, uh, we're going to, a 12-year-old with a gun. A quadruple shooting in Milwaukee. A Planned Parenthood. And Beto. What does Planned Parenthood and Beto have to do with each other? Going to talk about that. Border Patrol. And if you got, man, we just finished the F1 race. Zach, you know, this year was the first year I didn't go to the track, you know, on Sunday. 
to, you know, watch the uh, uh, any of the activities, you know, at the the track there, the Formula One racetrack. Normally, I get, I get a chance to get out there. Uh, I drove by Saturday because we had to go to the gun range and we go past the Formula One racetrack on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get a chance to go by there today. Uh, and, and so I heard it was a lot of fun. A lot of people are out there. Great attendance. Man, I hope you enjoyed that F1 race. Uh, but you know what? Inside the studio, we have a special guest. Tell them your name and the office that you're running for. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Michael. I appreciate this. Uh, so, yes, my name's Yvonne Weld, and I am running for Austin City Council District 3, which includes parts of South Austin, Southeast Austin, and east uh, the east side as well. And uh, just... We need to shake up the city council. We need to take back and re-pivot what's going on. Just this weekend, we've had two homicides that APD's investigating. The crime in our district is the second worst crime district. We have um, hundreds and hundreds of assaults, burglaries. Uh, over 800, last time I checked, was over 850 auto thefts in our district alone. We're the number one, we're in the top of the number of auto thefts. And so just dealing with the crime, dealing with the homeless. Um, our uh, district, I would suspect, definitely has the highest number of homeless with all the different encampments, as well as the affordability would be the top three issues in our district. The crazy thing is uh, on Friday night, there are like seven shootings in Austin. Mm-hmm. Not not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, but seven shootings. And then, uh, oh, oh, and there was a stick fight. I forgot about that. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, I know, I know. And then also uh, on, you know, then Saturday, uh, armed people with guns and knives fighting each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, man, it was exciting in Austin, all while we are doing the F1 race. So just down the street on uh, Mopac, there was a man who was found in a car with a gunshot to the back of his head. So, Ooh. yeah. Man, a lot going on. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, we're going to talk about that. You know what? But let, you know what? Let's talk about this uh, crazy trial in the Waukesha, the Waukesha Parade. Do you, you, you hear about that at all, Zach, at all? Yeah, back when it happened, the Christmas parade. Yeah, yeah. So it was a Christmas parade happened in Washka, Wisconsin. And so this happened back on November 21st of 2021. The driver of a sport utility vehicle killed six people and injured 62 others by hitting participants and observers at the annual Christmas parade in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Now, the alleged driver of the vehicle, 39-year-old Daryl Brooks was arrested and charged with six counts of first-degree intentional homicide, as well as 77 additional charges. Uh, Brooks pled not guilty to the charges and and chose to represent himself in court as a pro se litigant. And his trial began... Wow. (laughs) Yeah. His trial began on October the 3rd. And let me tell you, this case has been going on for like 14, 15 days, mm-hmm. and it's been absolutely just crazy. Uh, we have this video, you know, some of the you know, the video of, uh, you know, what's been going on inside the courtroom, and it's just been completely nuts. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what goes through a person's head uh, when you jump in a vehicle and you decide to use a ve- Is this an assault vehicle? Zach? Is that what he called an assault vehicle? That's an assault vehicle. Yeah, it was an SUV. SUV? Mm-hmm. All right. So, and is that why the mainstream media is probably not talking about it? Because well, they're not talking <laughs> about the assault vehicle like they do assault rifle. <laughs> right. Six people were killed uh, and 62 injured. Man. That's a lot. And this case is not being covered, covered by the mainstream media. Uh-uh. This guy's representing himself. He's representing himself. 
And yeah, it's it's the, and you've if you've missed this, I'm telling you now, this case is exciting. Um, he's taking, like I said, he's taking his shirt off. Uh, he's arguing back and forth with the judge, and it's just been like, dude, the jury is going to convict you like there's no tomorrow. He's going straight to jail. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, letting the crazy come out. Oh, the crazy! It crazes out. I mean, the the judge is like, look, you know, dude, you're walking in here with an orange suit. How about you wear a not the orange jumpsuit. How about you wear a regular suit so that way the you know the the jury don't know that you're actually in custody right now. And he's like arguing with the judge. I don't, I don't want to do it. Are you trying to make me do this? Why do you why why do I have to do this? I don't have to do this if I don't want to do this, dude. Straight crazy. There's you know. a picture of him uh, basically. You know, since he's pro se, uh, representing himself, he's thumbing through some of his paperwork and he's got his handcuffs on <laughs> while he's trying to. Go through his papers. Wow. So we're going to talk about this mass murder trial that's going on in Wisconsin. We're also going to go around uh, the country and talk about some of the gun news that's out there. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Chad Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, let's go to Waukesha, Wisconsin. All right, so Daryl Brooks, this is the Washington... Wisconsin Christmas Day Parade. 
or Christmas parade. Uh, Derek Books, he's going to be able to call his mother to the stand on Monday, October 24th. And also, he'll be able to testify if he wants to. Um, and the jury's going to be given instructions to begin their deliberation um, if he finishes everything on Monday. This is after a shocking end of the third week of trial, which saw the defendant, uh, Dara Brooks there, uh, give the judge a stare down that she said scared her to the point where she had to call for a break in the proceedings. During the third week of the trial, the state rested its case after calling 57 witnesses over 11 days. Before resting, the prosecution focused on Brooks' arrest the night of the parade attack and Brooks uh, subsequently uh, interviews with the detectives. The jury was also taken out of the courtroom to view the red SUV, and Brooks then delivered his de his deferred opening statement, crying as he told the jury he was speaking from the heart. Uh, Brooks then began to call defense witnesses representing himself. And then on Monday morning, so we're going to see, um, you know, what's going to happen with his mother, with, with, his, with himself, and hopefully we can send this case to the jury. This It's been pretty exciting. I don't know if you have a chance to look at some of the live video feed from the courtroom, but it's been pretty crazy. We actually have a video for you. Uh, take a listen to some of this stuff here. ...to the courtroom without a shirt. All right, we are back on the record. Appearances are as they were before. I need to make a record that at 8.42 a.m., this court ordered Mr. Brooks be removed from the courtroom due to repeated... Uh, interruptions and disruption uh, with the court. Uh, this, of course, comes on the recent history with Mr. Brooks. On every day that we have been in court since Monday, um, he has shown a complete and utter disrespect for the simple rules of civility. Um, he has been removed from the courtroom multiple times this morning alone, he started interrupting this court within a minute of the court calling the case. Um, I should also make a record at, at the moment he is muted uh, because of the way that he was removed from the courtroom and his conduct since. Um, I have been given just a bit of information about it. I will advise everyone that I have required that the Sheriff's Department uh, file a written report with the court uh, regarding Mr. Brooks's conduct. I'm told that um, he would not sit down while in this courtroom in order to have the shackles removed so that he could be taken to the other courtroom that he was resisting. Um, that at one point he took off a shoe and it appeared uh, to the deputies that he was going to throw the shoe. So, Bernarda, in that clip, she's discussing. <laughs> All right. So, man, this guy is acting pretty nuts. And then representing yourself. There's like a little phrase for that. You know, who represents themselves? You know, um, Definitely have a fool for a client. Yeah, you definitely shouldn't represent yourself. And then, and then all this little, this little display that he's putting on for the jury, uh, they are going to convict this guy. You know, this is just, man, it's, it's, it's a waste of time. It really is. Really he's crazy. Complete waste of time. Um, you definitely, you know, you definitely should get an attorney. Let your attorney speak for you. Even attorneys get attorneys. <laughs> I, I've actually had attorneys take our license to carry handgun course, and they sign up for the Texas Texas Law Shield 
because as attorneys in law firms, they usually have someone else represent them. They don't represent themselves. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, I just don't get this guy. You know, they'll get what's going on. Uh, so, I well, I guess I should because that's why he jumped in a vehicle and drove over a bunch of people. You know? All right. He took his shirt off in the courtroom. <laughs> All right, so we have we have inside the uh, inside studio Yvonne. She's running for city council, Austin, Texas city council. Uh, this week starts early voting. Uh, we got to get out there and vote. Early voting starts around the country, a lot of different states. Uh, so definitely get out there and start voting uh, this week because we have a serious problem with crime, and we don't have enough law enforcement officers. Uh, we don't. We we don't man, it's crazy when you call nine one one and you don't have a dispatcher, you know, to answer the call because you're put on hold. So that seems to be a problem. You have police officers, paid police officers that are answering nine one one calls now in the city of Austin, and we have serious, you know, major events that are going on right now. Uh, whether it's a UT football game, whether it's a soccer game, whether it's the F the Formula One race. Where it's the Austin City Limits concert uh, that's going on, and we're just not—we don't have enough law enforcement officers to respond to the calls. Uh, there's a bank robbery this week. There's man, one day uh, seven shootings happening in a, in a time span of about three or four hours in this city. That's unheard of in Austin. Austin's not like that, you know. We're typically not like that. Used to be a nice city. Four years ago, this is a very nice place. Four years ago. Now it's just it's 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 definitely different. So, you know, Yvonne, you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us about what you're gonna do that's different. How are you gonna, you know, what what can we do with the homeless situation? because uh, we have a lot of crime that's coming from the homeless population. So how can we fix that? What can we do as far as our law enforcement? Because there is a group of people that are saying they want to defund the police or they want less law enforcement because they feel that they can patrol themselves. Certainly. I remember back in 2019 when Brian Manley was uh, speaking before the city council um, and uh, maybe not, he was, he was speaking out about the shortage of law enforcement and how, and how we were um, in, uh, going into a critical state if we were not to increase staffing. And just going through and watching how the city council continuously neglected um, those those uh, warnings that were happening, uh, going into 2020 and watching the defund the police and what was happening with that particular movement, we have uh, demoralized and um, you know just really hurt our police department to where um, you know police officers are retiring, quitting as quickly as they can. Many of them are taking early retirement or just you know outright resigning. Uh, for foregoing um, what uh, retirement they uh, have earned just because they want to get out. Um, so yes, trying to you know, we need to certainly uh, reinstate our police staffing. Uh, there's been um, it's been going on for months and months. The 911 crisis where people are waiting on hold five, ten, fifteen minutes in addition to the response times to the uh, for the police to be able to respond to major incidents. Um, so increasing our police, but how we do that, um, you know. There's been a number of reports that say that even if we were to um, expedite the classes, it could take eight, 10 years for us to get fully uh, staffed. And so in addition to aggressively increasing the staffing, we need to also retain all the officers that we have. We can't lose anymore. So whatever it's going to take with the contracts that are upcoming, uh, contract negotiations, 
um, and you know finding ways to be able to retain the staff we have. In addition to that, we're going to need to rebuild the reputation that was damaged, uh, going back into the uh, communities and and uh, being proactive with um, you know how we uh, how we interact with the police and how the uh, you know police are interacting with the public. The fourth thing, though, that's an important part of this, you know, and this is all simultaneous. We can't just do one without the other, but is dealing with the prosecution of the crimes. You know, I keep hearing this term victimless crime, and I do not believe that there is a victimless crime. But we have our both our county attorney and our district attorney who are um, not, um, you know, taking on these cases. And just basically, as soon as somebody comes in, they're um, they're not even taking the case and dismissing those cases. And so we're going to have to address that as well. Mm. And so uh, tell us, you know, how can we find you, Yvonne? How can we how can people, you know, support you, vote for you? So my website is at Yvonne for Austin.com, Y-V-O-N-N-E for Austin.com. Uh, they can uh, find me on Twitter, Y Weldon. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram now. Um, just just Google search. You'll be able to find me very easily. Um, if not, uh, like I said, just uh, you can even I'll even give you my number, 512-893-2333. Uh, leave a message and I'll respond with my information. Okay. All right. And so um, let me ask you a couple questions there, Yvonne. Okay. So as far as the, the homeless situation, uh, we have the – there's a little camp there in East Austin – Nice little privately owned uh, facility there. What's your thoughts on that? One little no. There's there's dozens and dozens of camps in East Austin. There are um, and and you know is kind of you know underestimated, but there's there's likely thousands just in our district alone. Uh, go down not one, the homeless camps, but I'm talking about the uh, the facilities that people have come together to get them off the street. Camp Esperanza, yes. Okay, so I did get to tour Camp, Camp Esperanza, and I followed that from the beginning when a TxDOT, or TxDOT was cleaning out the bridges and the state opened up that facility for um, homeless, you know, for, um, you know, a sanctioned camp type situation. That has been, they have stopped taking in new um, residents or new neighbors or new uh, homeless, and they are now going to a tiny home model, kind of similar to what Community First Village has done. And, um, you know, it's another it's it's one of dozens of different models or uh, different um, options for for uh, folks here in the Austin area who are uh, dealing. I'm, I'm saying this. I'm trying to say this politically correct, but who are experiencing homelessness. All right. We come back from the break. I'm going to come back to you. All right. And let you talk about that a little more. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk. Peace. This is Maj Ture. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. You know what? I want to talk about that the shooting of the firefighter. I want to I go to that one real quick before we get too far into the show. Because the firefighter, a firefighter was shot and killed um, in Kansas. And there's a lot of controversy around this particular shooting. And... All right, so this is in Kansas City, and a woman who fatally shot a firefighter in Independence, uh, Kansas there, uh, well, Independence, Missouri, is not going to be charged by the district attorney. And a lot of people are upset about that. They want her to be charged. Uh, and I'm gonna, we're going to show this video to you, and I want you to see why. Now, the off-duty Kansas City firefighter, 41-year-old Anthony Santi, was on top of and restraining a 23-year-old man in a chokehold outside of an independent gas station when the woman who was standing to the left uh, uh, of the vehicle there uh, was, well, she left the vehicle and she was in and yelled at the men to try to break up the fight. And, and she fired a round that hit Santi in the back, ultimately killing him. Now, a couple things you got to understand. You got to understand the stand your ground law. You have to understand there's another little law that we have here in Texas that I'm going to go over. That's in 9.31 self-defense, and it's going to surprise a lot of people because you don't know this little clause is in, is in there. And if you actually have a good attorney, a good self-defense attorney, they can bring this little this little clause up and get you off a particular case. The Jackson County Prosecutor, Prosecutor's Office decided not to move forward with a second-degree murder charge against a woman because it could not they could not prove beyond a reasonable doubt that she was acting outside of Missouri's self-defense law. Now take a look at this video here. All right. And so what we're looking at is um if you're on, you know, you're driving down the road there, you're looking at uh, the firefighter who's actually on top of the young man and pushing his head to the ground uh in the guy right now, the lady is standing next to the vehicle and she actually has a firearm in her hand uh, and she's trying to pull the firefighter off what I believe is her son, I think, you know, off the firefighter off this guy. And he refused to get off. He refused to get off. She's trying to pull him. She's trying to hit him. And then he starts choking the young man he's on top of. And I believe the young man actually started the fight with the firefighter. I think he initiated this encounter. And so now the firefighters on top of this, you know, after the young man actually started it, he's now choking the young man and the lady's trying to get him off. And then she pulls out a gun. Well, she points the gun at him and then she ends up shooting him. Now, there is, you know, there's there are some things that we have. You know, we have the stand your ground law. Anyway, you have a right to be as long as you're not committing a crime as long as you're not trespassing, as long as, you know, 
this person is committing aggravated kidnapping, murder, sexual assault, aggravated sexual assault, robbery, aggravated robbery. You can use force, daily force to stop that person. So if she perceived him as to being someone who's trying to kill uh, this young man on the ground, then she would be justified in using force, daily force to stop him. Now, there's also some other things in the law there. Um, uh, you have, in, 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 and I like to refer you to like 9.31 of the self-defense uh, portion of the Texas Penal Code, where it talks about you using force or deadly force to stop someone to protect yourself. Um, but before we do that, Zach, I'm going to get your, your opinion on this, on this video here. So the young man that was being choked on the ground by the firefighter, he uh, illegally had a firearm, and that was why the firefighter was choking him. Okay. Is my understanding. All right. You think he illegally had a firearm? Well, he was charged with uh, firearm possession. So he was? Mm-hmm. What about Javon her? Taylor. Okay. Uh, she was released after 24 hours. Okay. So what do you think? Because cause, uh, I was talking to um, Gary about this, and he was like, dude, you know, he started the fight. He just he got the bottom end of it, the, <laughs> the kid on the ground. Yeah, and then he wants to, you know, he gave his gun to his girlfriend. While mm -hmm. he was on the ground, right? You're right. Looked like a Glock with an extended mag. Okay. Yeah, he started the fight and then lost it. Okay. All right, so there is something in the Texas Penal Code that talks about, you know, the use of force against another is not justified. All right, and, and so it gets into if the actor provoked the other's use or attempted use of unlawful force, uh, the actor abandons, and then it says, the actor abandons the encounter or clearly communicates the other his intent to do so. Reezy believing he cannot safely abandon the encounter and the other nevertheless continues or attempts to use a love force against the actor. Now, this is a situation where, let's say, you start the fight. I start the fight. All of a sudden, I'm now losing the fight that I started and you're blocking my way or you're trying to kill me. Then it changes. Now, I'm just fighting using force to the force to stop you from killing me. So you're saying... That someone can start a fight here in Texas, and then when they see that they're not going to win, and they just say, "Hey, okay, I quit," and then if the other person even after you, even after you provoke them, you can provoke the law someone. says the law says, and I quote: "The use of force against another is not justified if the actor provoked the other's use or attempted use of unlawful force." But then it says, "Unless, unless the actor, unless you say uncle." Unless the actor abandons the encounter or clearly communicates to the other his intent to do so, Reezy believing he cannot safely abandon the encounter and the other nevertheless continues or attempts to use unlawful force against the actor. Ah, but it sounds like this guy uh, is getting a firearms charge. Yeah. This guy who was at the bottom end of this brawl. Because he, he shouldn't have brought a gun to the fight in the first place. Mm -hmm. But then what about the lady? So if, she, if they're not charging her with anything... Well, so I mean, that tells me there's something. What do you think would happen if she got charged, right? If she got charged for shooting the white guy, <laughs> then, you know, <laughs> do you think that there would be, uh, you know, problems in the street after that? I think there would be, you know, uh, things that happen, protests and such. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't know. Yeah. There I'm, will I'm, be no protests for what happened, right? For how it, you know, how it went down with her being released. Right. 
So I, I can see where she's justified though, because she, you know, she's looking at and it, was it her was it her son? That's her boyfriend. Boyfriend, right? okay, her boyfriend, son, whatever, whoever. Uh, he's on the ground. He's being choked by this other guy, and she's like, "Get off of him! Stop! You know, stop! You're choking him! You're you're killing him!" And then she points the gun and shoots and kills him. I can see where she's justified. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In Texas, you mean? In Texas, on the Texas law, I can see where it's justified. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. I don't know. Take a look at the video for yourself. Yep. Show me where I'm wrong. I'm just I'm just looking at the law. I look at the law and I break it down the way the law says. And I, you know, hey, a good attorney got to get a good attorney. <laughs> don't get that tax attorney. So is that what is colloquially colloquially known as the start the fight, lose the fight <laughs> clause? Start the fight, lose the fight clause. There you go. <laughs> it's in the law. It's in there. Good to know. That's right. Get a good attorney. They can help you get off that case. They understand the law. Don't get that tax attorney. So you can go around with a gun, provoking fights, and then losing them. And if the other person doesn't just immediately abandon, then you can use deadly force. Law says. You can provoke the actions that you use the deadly force against. If the actor provoked the other's use or attempted use of unlawful force, unless, unless, unless the actor abandons the encounter or clearly communicates to the other his intent to do so, Reason believing he cannot safely abandon the encounter, and the other nevertheless continues or attempts to use unlawful force against the actor. So what you're saying is, sounds like you can go assault someone and then run away, and if they come after you, then you can shoot them. You can use deadly force. Mm-hmm. Wow. The actor abandons the encounter or clearly communicates to his intent to do so. Reason believing he cannot safely abandon the encounter. And the other nevertheless continues or attempts to use unlawful force against the actor. That's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. It's an interesting clause. Mm-hmm. It's in there. So, What do it... you think about that, Yvonne? <laughs> it's in there. I'm thinking about one particular case right now with, uh, I think his name is Sergeant Perry, who uh, used self-defense. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, during Daniel the, Perry. Uh, during the, uh, as an Uber driver, uh, and... I'm kind of curious how that's going to play into that. Yeah. So with with him, let's see, he was a sergeant, United States Army, Daniel Perry, Sergeant Perry, working part-time for a rideshare company. Mm-hmm. Um, this was 2020, June, July timeframe in Austin when everything was shut down. And then he's he dropped off a passenger on the 4th Street. He goes to Congress makes a right turn onto Congress. When he makes that right turn onto Congress, that's when there were a group of protesters in the roadway. And they immediately surrounded his vehicle. He came to a stop, didn't hit anyone. And they started pounding on the vehicle. He had his window down. And on his driver's side, there was a guy outside the vehicle. Garrett Foster. Garrett Foster, who had a who had tactical gear on, wearing a face mask with an AK-47, Kind of, you know, pointing in like a high ready, and with with Garrett Foster, you know, with uh, Daniel Perry being inside the vehicle, I guess perceived this person as someone who's trying to kill him. Pulled out his handgun that he had concealed between his center console and his seat, fired five shots, shot uh, Garrett Foster there, and stopped him. And so he then proceeded on, and the, and by the way, the crowd dispersed when he fired those shots. The crowd immediately cleared his path. 
He continued on to 2nd Street, made a left turn, left turn onto 2nd Street, called 911, and waited for police to show up. I think he's justified. I think that's also a justified shooting. Yeah. Uh, sounded like he didn't See, I'm really very, I'm very, I'm that, very right? fair. I'm very fair, and I, I, and I think I look at the law, and I apply you know, each case to what the law says, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't look at color. I don't care about color. I let I let the police department, I let the media and deal with that and and cover it the way they're gonna cover it. You know, because they're gonna do with it whatever they say. They sure will. Yeah. I'm just I'm just saying. Hey, you know, there's um there's a, a nice little YouTube video that um, you know, if you mess around, you may find out. <laughs> mess around, find out. That's right. We're gonna play that on the break. If you mess around, you may find out. <laughs> And the more you mess around is the more you find out. Well, the acronym, MAFO, right? Yeah, MAFO. The more you MAFO is the more you <laughs> The more you mess around is the more you find out. But if you go down here, if you don't mess around, then you won't find out. We come back from the break. We're going to talk about that and more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talking. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> And I get my gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, so this week we're going to have a self-defense seminar because uh, if you watch the video during the break, you you found out. <laughs> For sure. Okay? If you mess around, you'll find out. And so we want to keep you from messing around so that way you will never, ever find out. So definitely attend our self-defense legal seminar with our attorneys. Uh, at Central Texas Gunworks this week. It's going to be on October 26th at 6.30 p.m. And it's going to be hosted in our classroom there so that way you can learn, you know, and ask those hard questions to the attorneys of what you should and should not do, what you can and cannot do, what you should and should not say. So that way you will never, ever find out. All right. And so, you know what we did this week, Zach? What? We filed a lawsuit. Another one? Yes, against the Biden administration. What'd you file for this time? All right, so this week we're suing, uh, we filed a lawsuit against the, the Biden administration for weaponizing the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosives, the ATF, in shutting down lawful Biden gun retailers. They're trying to shut down the gun stores. And so basically what happened is President Joe Biden ordered the Department of Justice in June of 2021 to enforce zero tolerance for willful violations of the law by federally licensed firearms dealers that put public safety at risk. But after about 500% increase in federal firearms license revocations for the retailers over the last year, 
it's clear the Biden administration isn't just going after gun sailors or intentional violate who intentionally violate the law, uh, punishing minor shop, you know, shop owners. You know, the lawsuit argues that it, it draws on a drastically different interpretation of the law than what the definition really actually says. You know, we're talking about the Gun Control Act of 1968. The lawsuit to which the federal government has 60 days to respond also argues that the Biden administration's new policy sets an unreasonable high standard uh, that is not applied to any other industry. For example, you know, hospitals. You know, my goodness, if if we walked into the hospitals, inspected hospitals, we would probably have no hospitals in this country if we did a zero tolerance policy. Um, and so that's why, you know, I filed this lawsuit this week. Uh, there's no business that you walk into today in this country where they don't make a mistake. And so, you know, everyone makes a mistake. It's not fair. It's not right uh, to single out just gun stores, which is what I see the current administration doing. So basically, if you walk into the gun store, you fill out the 4473, the background check form. And there's a spot in there that says county. And instead of the county, you put in the country which is a very common mistake that some people do. One letter difference. That's right. Then they will shut me down. Unless you catch it and make them Unless I catch that it. mistake and correct it before they inspect me. They will shut you down? Shut me down because you put country instead of county. So it kind of sounds like this is de facto gun control without actually going through the steps to change the law and have Congress actually pass gun control. Uh, and it sounds really similar to what we're seeing with the credit card companies and uh, basically uh, other lending agencies not lending to gun manufacturers and people in the gun industry. Uh, they've also added a tag to gun purchases, mm. uh, Visa and MasterCard, so that... They are under a different category now mm. instead of general merchandise, which they used to be. Right. Now they're tagged as firearms or something like that. Mm. And a lot of retailers and people uh, at some step of the process of making guns are losing their funding because these companies are basically taking their money away and not allowing them to do business as they were. And that's de facto gun control. Wow. Uh, Thomas says uh, 40% of all medications is in the era of a hospital. <laughs> uh, we had some retired FBI come to our VFW meeting seeking veterans who would provide unarmed security for our schools. That's a big no-go for me. Um, I've been getting a number of emails from Texas Law Shield announcing as the free concert. All right, so, yeah, he's talking about a free concert. There's a free concert I guess Texas Law Shield is putting on, and I think it's at a um, some type of a – a no gun zone. So I'm going to, I'll, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out. I'll reach out to them about that. I'll find out from Texas law show about what, you know, what that is and what's going on and that you guys have some, um, uh, some problems with that. Yeah. Cause I, I wouldn't want to go to a concert where I can't bring my gun either. Mm -hmm. So it's a, you know, put on by a, you know, gun attorney. So yeah, I'll definitely talk to him about it for sure. Uh, but back to this, this lawsuit, you know, we're, yeah, we're, so we're doing this lawsuit. We're also going to file. There's another lawsuit we're going to file. I can't tell you what it is right now because we're kind of working on it right now. But there's still another one 
that we're going to file as well against the, the administration as well. So we're, we're, on, we're doing our best, you know, to shut them down on what they're doing, because I, I think they're stepping out of their out of what Congress is actually, you know, written for the law. You know, Congress says, hey, this here is the law. And so you have the ATF and the Biden administration actually stepping way outside of those bounds and going and pushing the envelope, you know, stretching it a lot further than where it's supposed to go. So we have no choice but to do some of these things. Um, and I'm hoping that some people actually step up to the plate and assist us, you know, with this case as well, because we also have the bump stock lawsuit that's in the Fifth Circuit that within the next 30 days, we should hear the results of the Fifth Circuit to find out where we stand in this case. Because if we're successful in the bump stock case that's in the Fifth Circuit, then that's going to open the door for a bunch of other lawsuits that we can file to get the, the ATF to stop doing what they're doing. Well, I'm sick and tired of smart guys. Yeah, I know. I know. It's okay, Joe. It's okay, Joe. You're going to be all right. We're, we're coming for you. <laughs> the leak, we're going to, the, the, the correct route. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Yeah, the correct route. Gonna, gonna, you know, we're gonna walk in through the front door. We're not gonna come through the back of the side. We're coming for you. <laughs> All right, so Yvonne, you know, tell us. I'm telling you, Yvonne, you know, this situation with, you know, with traffic in Austin, and man, the mayor Kirk Watson. He's, you know, I've seen, you know, some uh, commercials about him, you know, what he's planning on doing with traffic. And I was sitting back there thinking, hold on, Kirk Watson, he was mayor of Austin. He's the reason we have a traffic problem. So all of a sudden, he's going to solve the traffic problem that he created? What in the world is this man thinking? You know, I, I, I guess some people, we have a lot of new people that are moved here to, to Texas, and they moved to Austin, so they, they're not aware that at one time he was actually mayor, and he refused to widen I-35, he refused to do a lot of, you know, highway projects, city projects that we need to get done to eliminate the traffic problem, you know, and this was like, we're talking 10 or 15 years ago, and he's the reason why we have a traffic issue, and all of a sudden, he's going to fix the problem now? No, I'm not falling for the okie doke. If you got, and we put this guy back in office, we're insane, because he, he, literally is responsible for the traffic issue that we're dealing with today. Yeah. The city of Austin needs to get out of the way. TxDOT has already proposed a plan as far as widening I-35. And I think a lot of Austinites uh, that are uh, semi-new here, they uh, don't realize that this is an interstate. This is an interstate that goes, you know, it's a, pr it's a primary route from Mexico to Canada. And it's not something that's going to go away. And we, um, it's, it's a bottleneck. Uh, right now, just, uh, Daily traffic, it backs up well past slaughter uh, into South Austin, bumper to bumper, and then uh, just travels into Austin. It needs to, um, it definitely needs to expand. So I believe that the city of Austin is actually hindering uh, what needs to be done as far as focusing on expanding I-35. When there's one traffic, one truck accident, it disables the entire city. So we're going to need to expand this. Um, we're also going to need to look at additional routes, uh, expanding 130, um, one one concern, though, is by not expanding I-35, it is going to divert a lot of the traffic to the side roads, um, going 
down Chacon uh, from uh, east of I-35 or going taking South First Congress. It'll turn those into major thoroughfares, and it's going to decimate those neighborhoods. So we're going to have to expand I-35. Mm. All right. And so uh, I know they're thinking about going underneath I-35 through downtown. So I've looked a little bit into that, and I it does concern me a little bit about how that's going to do that and how that's going to uh, just, you know, the neighborhoods that are that that's going to impact so i'm not certain that that's the best route one thing i would like to see us do is to bring the right people the right engineers those that um, are experts in this to take a look at it and, and take it have a different set of eyes on it we got elon musk who's got um, a tunnel uh building uh, a tunnel uh company the boring company and you know bring some of these experts in who can give us a um a different approach possibly that we may not have been able to see yeah, because um, you know, I remember when uh, north of Austin, right around Georgetown, there they decided to dig deep, mm-hmm. and what happened was they found the cave. Right, and so they end up having to go around because they dug too deep, right. and there's caves. So there could be caves. We have a aquifer. We have different things that are underneath. Uh, so it may not. We may not be able to go that deep. So that may cause a problem. And once you dig and you disturb something, you can't go back. And I'm old enough to remember when they were building Mopac and just the delays on that whenever they found a nature, you know, like I think it was a bird's nest or something, and, and it delayed the project six, eight months just be, because of the uh, the the planning that was involved in it. Right. However, in that area... And we I, come back, Yvonne, we come back from the okay. break. I'll let you finish on that. Okay. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. All right, let's talk about another Texas smackdown uh, by the for the ATF there. U.S. District Court for the Northern District of Texas has delivered another victory in the battle against the ATF's arbitrarily rulemaking there. It, this time, it's the new rules on unfinished frames, receivers, and kits. We're talking about the 80% lower receivers. The case is Vanderstock versus Garland and is being heard by District Judge Reed O'Connor in Fort Worth. In a ruling issued Tuesday, Judge O'Connor added Blackhawk Manufacturing, better known as 80% Arms, as a separate plaintiff to the lawsuit. Blackhawk is one of the largest producers of 80% frames and kits. We're talking about 80% low receivers here. In an earlier ruling filed on September the 2nd, the court determined that the ATF's new rule likely exceeds the agency's authority under the Gun Control Act. With that finding, Judge O'Connor issued a preliminary injunction that bars the ATF from enforcing its new rules against tactical machining. And the injunction was later expanded to include tactical machining's customers. Judge O'Connor wrote, hey, plaintiffs have shown a strong likelihood that they will succeed on the merits of their claims that the ATF's new definitions are inconsistent with the Gun Control Act. Uh, with the addition of Blackhawk as a named plaintiff, the court would seem to be inclined to expand the preliminary injunction to protect Blackhawk and its customers, and Blackhawk filed a motion for an expansion of the injunction on Thursday. This is a big, huge setback for the ATF, because the door has been opened for other manufacturers to join the lawsuit and push hard for a nationwide injunction, which is the ultimate goal until the question of the ATF's tactics can make it to the Supreme Court. And the court has already slapped down the EPA over similar actions 
So there is very reason to hope for the rogue ATF to be reined in as well. And that's why the bump stock case is a very important case, because that would be the case, I think, that's the furthest along that can actually rein them in. That's why that case is very important. It will affect everything that we're talking about. 80% lower receivers, uh, triggers, AR pistols, braces. It affect all that stuff. That's why this is very important. So, but Yvonne, you know, we're talking about, you know, the traffic there a little bit. We're talking about digging underneath I-35 in Austin. And I want to give you a chance to finish your thought and also go, you know, talk a little bit more about the homeless. All right. Well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So, you know, roads are going to be a, a huge problem, uh, a, a huge part of this, you know, the solution to the traffic problems. In addition to effective public transportation, Project Connect is a nightmare with uh, the... What is that? What is Project, Project Connect? Project Connect is the, uh, the actually, I think it's referred to as Project Con, but it was this um, this endeavor that the city sold us on this, uh, this fake proposal to collect a lot of tax revenue from us to, to supposedly create a public transportation system that will never be able to happen. Um, kind of as you mentioned before, um, our infrastructure just cannot handle it. The uh, the uh, being able to uh, put it, you know, train lines under um, underground, uh, crossing Town Lake into um, into South Austin. There are going to be some, you know, parts of it that can that can work, such as uh, being able to go from downtown to the new soccer stadium and possibly downtown to the airport. However, the rest of it, it's it's almost impossible for it to be able to do, as well as the cost that it's going to take for just a fraction of what they want to be able to do is going to be a lot more than what they sold us on. I mean, luckily the, what the soccer stadium is, there's a, there's a rail right there anyway. Right. So it's going to be easy for them to, you know, just jump on that rail, walk over from soccer stadium, jump on the train and head downtown. Right. I think that's very, fairly simple. Uh, they just need to speed the train up a little bit, you know, possibly. And then about the homeless. So yeah, about homelessness. Uh, so that's one of, uh, that's one of the top issues in district three. Um, as far as, you know, being able to find solutions, we actually have dozens and dozens of solutions. We have, you know, Community First Village and different models, Salvation Army. I, I toured the uh, Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center um, in our district on Congress. And when I went through this incredible tour that, um, you know, helps uh, effectively helps those that are coming out of drug addiction and um, alcoholism, that uh, at the end of the tour, uh, I was... Um, I was told that there's rarely a waiting list. And the reason why is because it's an effective program that works, but people actually have to go through a process to be able to, um, to, um, to participate. And the city, I feel like does a lot to keep, you know, people from using those effective resources. Uh, community first village is another successful model. Uh, in order to be at community first village, you have three rules. You have to pay rent, you have to live by community rules and you have to live by civil laws. However, folks don't want to do that. They would rather do their own thing, and the city is enabling them to do that. So as long as we continue the funding, the housing first, uh, the low barrier uh, programs that the city is offering, it's not giving those that need those resources and um, to be able to utilize them. All right, so, let, me, let me play devil's advocate okay? Uh, because a lot of these people don't want help. They want, right. they want to do drugs. Exactly. They want to get high. Right. Uh, they want to stick a needle in their arm. Okay. And so, you know, what do we do with that? Because they want to leave on the street. They, you know, they want to be able to do drugs and have access to their drug dealers. So we need to enforce the camping ban. I mean, let's just go back to, you know, let's just uh, 
aspect to it. We need to be able to, it's, it's illegal. It's illegal to, uh, you know, camp illegally. It's illegal to do the drugs. And we need to enforce the camping ban. You know, homelessness is not is not a crime, just like driving is not a crime unless you're drunk or you have a um, or you have a no license and you get pulled over. You run a red light. And so when that happens, the police officer gives you a citation. You go to the community, you know, you go to the municipal court in the same way. We have a downtown Austin community court. It's a court of law. And this community court, though, however, has resources. They can help people with um, let's say that they got arrested multiple times for being homeless. They can help um, remove those charges, but they can help them with things like job skills, life skills, um, even SNAP benefits, health care benefits, and directing them to resources that can be able to help. It's not the uh, police officer's uh, job to find them housing. Um, and it's, you know, and if we don't have, you know, we need to, but we need to enforce the rules. We need to get the people off the streets and get them moving into the system that can help them with the resources they need to be able to move on. All right, awesome. And then one more time, tell us your website. It's YvonneForAustin.com, Y-V-O-N-N-E for Austin.com. What's your last name? Weldon. Yvonne Weldon. Yes. There you go. Yvonne Weldon. And early voting starts when? Tomorrow. All right. And goes until, in, in, and election day is when? Is November 8th. All right. And there's also some uh, some other things that are on the ballot. Now, you're just not selecting candidates for city council and for mayor. There are some other things that are on the ballot as well. Oh, that's, yeah, absolutely. We've got, uh, of course, we got the governor's race. Uh, mm-hmm. And we got uh, state representatives, uh, boy, uh, school board, um, uh, you know, um, you know, all the way down to the um, local ACC um, or AISD races. And, and then Zach, uh, man, how do you think that governor's race is going? <laughs> I mean, Abbott's going to win, right? Hell yes. <laughs> of course Abbott's going to win. I don't, I don't know what people are thinking about. I don't know why there's even a doubt there. He just got well, endorsed uh, by the Dallas. Ab- Abbott's, Abbott's going to win governor, and then Abbott is going to, I think he's going to run for president. Uh, wasn't there some voter fraud that was just busted? Recently? Oh yeah, there was. We have a story. They're about registering it. dead voters. Planned Parenthood Average age uh, that they've been deceased is like ten years or something. Yeah. So Wednesday, the Republican Party of Texas announced further confirmation of a Planned Parenthood Texas votes uh, attempting to register deceased voters with the Democrat gubernatorial challenger Robert Beto O'Rourke now attempting to. Hell yes. Attempting the same scheme. Last week, the, the Texas GOP announced they had received numerous reports of Planned Parenthood attempting to register deceased voters. So if you add in all these dead voters, then he could he could knows? pull it through. Yeah, with enough dead voters? Sure. Ooh, man. These dead people aren't gonna vote for Abbott, right? No, definitely not. All right. Let's go to Baltimore real quick. There's a Baltimore. There's actually a video out of Baltimore. Uh, police released this video of a brutal light rail murder, eight thousand dollar award in over in Baltimore, uh, where a detectives are still looking for the gunman who killed a forty one year old Daniel Brewer on October the fifth, approximately seven thirty p.m. at the light rail stop. The video shows the masked suspect walking up to Brewer on the station platform and suddenly pulling out a gun. And police have not revealed any potential motive. Man, just out of the blue. And and you're seeing things like this happening all over the country. In all of these uh, major cities where we've defunded the police, we've taken resources from the police, or we just killed their morale. Mm-hmm. Just simple as that. The morale is down of the, of the police department where they just don't, you know, hey, you know what, fine, I'll just clock in and just sit in my car, you know, while I do anything because, you know, uh, I'm going to get 
you know, maybe blamed for something that I, you know, didn't do. Um, you know, Baltimore has the highest homicide per capita rate in the country. Really? Yep. Ooh, it's getting bad. It's getting bad out there. All right, so I'm telling you, within the next week or so, maybe two weeks, we're going to actually file another lawsuit against the federal government. We'll tell you about that. Uh, we're moving along here. We're going to come back to you and ask you for your support. Definitely come on to Central Texas Gunworks. Come to our, our Law Shield event that's happening this week. Sign up. Um, talked about that. And, you know, gun stores are supposed to be the database for law enforcement uh, for the ATF. We're not supposed to be working against each other. Uh, so, you know, whenever there's some bad guys out there, we're supposed to go out there and try to get those bad guys. As always, more. All right, we come back from the break. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Man, Zach, did you hear about that mother-daughter tag team crime spree, uh, crime spree in Austin, Texas? They're getting stuff done, huh? They're getting it done. Mother and daughter accused of drugging and robbing people earlier this year while posing as rideshare drivers in downtown Austin. You know, you come, you just imagine yourself coming to Austin, Texas. You're coming for an event. You're here for a bachelor party, bachelorette party. You're coming in for South by Southwest or ACL. And all of a sudden, you get drugged and robbed. They stole more than 55 grand. $55,000. That's right. Gave them over the counter sleep meds <laughs> and put them to sleep. I'm telling you now, uh, if you don't do something different when you go to the polls, you're going to, you know, mess around and you're going to find out. And there were five Austin additional one of the suspects. five safest big cities in the country. The more you mess around, the more you find out. <laughs> They're messing around. Yeah, yeah. So allegedly the robbers, let me see, hold on. The police department says 44-year-old Sharon Jacobs and her daughter, 23-year-old uh, Tamaya Jacobs, drugged their victim with over-the-counter sleep medication and stole credit cards and cell phones, and they later used them to steal more than 55 thousand dollars uh throughout texas georgia and tennessee hey michael here's the kicker Uh oh you know where they're from where are they from don't say florida florida no <laughs> no no don't say florida uh-huh. two my, women from florida not my florida no yeah, no florida. i mean no. if the shoe fits ah they're <laughs> crazy in florida uh-huh. nothing but cray crazy over in florida <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry, my Floridians. I love you guys. I love all of you in Florida, but you're crazy. <laughs> wow, and the mom in this duo looks like a uh, WWE wrestler. Crack one and crack two. She looks like <laughs> someone you don't want to mess with. Yeah, like she can take you out. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's rough. Well, it's 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 crazy, you know. So you just gotta, man. What do you do? You know, you you think, but the ride share, you know, the app and everything, you think you'd be safe. You know, well, the app tells you what kind of car is going to be picking you up, the color of it, the license plates, but everything. But people are drunk when they're downtown at 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30, well, I mean, mess whose around. fault is that? Mess around and find That's out. That's messing around. The more you right? mess around, the more you find out. When you go downtown and get drunk, <laughs> you're messing around to an extent. So don't mess around so you don't find out. 
<laughs> what were there, nine shootings this weekend? Seven? Or uh, murders, right? Seven shootings. Shootings. Okay. Seven shootings. Two seven shootings. Two homicides. Two homicides. Two homicides. And a stabbing and a beating with a stick. <laughs> oh, that's busy. Well, I love this. So, yeah, street. if you just go there on the weekend, then you're messing around. I can't even, I can't imagine what's going to happen if, you know, if the same people get elected into office, it's going to be great for business. <laughs> it's gonna be great yeah when republicans are in office it's bad for gun sales right that is correct <laughs> so you know what don't listen to me hey don't do what i tell you to do do me a favor put these same people back in office that, that way i can get to florida sooner <laughs> <laughs> where all the cray crays are hey get to florida what are yeah. you talking about yeah yeah get no. to florida i want to retire to florida what i can't no retire. don't do it yeah, give me. Don't leave us in like 15, 20 years. Can I get twenty years? In twenty years, can I be in Florida in twenty? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then. Yeah. Sure. So, so don't put this. Put the same people back in office. That way, I can get there faster. <laughs> Maybe fifteen years. <laughs> All right. So, uh, man, got a sad story out of uh, this is uh, out of Miami. Actually, a U.S. Custom and Border Protection. Agent was fatally shot while he was doing a demonstration on how to search a building during a training session at a firearms range in Florida. This happened this past Wednesday. Uh, so the they were doing like some kind of demonstration. And sources says uh, they were conducting like a building search training with another instructor just before like 1030 a.m. in the morning. When one of the instructors shot the other instructor in the chest twice, the wounded agent was airlifted to a trauma center in Miami. And I'm not sure how in the world this actually happened. One, why'd you have live ammo? You know, and it's just, I just don't get it. I mean, I just don't get it. Dozens of law enforcement officers were, were gathered outside the hospital. Um, a giant American flag was hung and suspended, you know, between two fire trucks outside the hospital. And I, I just need more detail. I, I need someone to tell me a little more detail on how this happened because, you sh you know, there's so many different, you know, things that went wrong here when it comes to gun ranges, when it comes to shooting, when it comes to doing uh, doing exercises. There's so many things that went wrong here. And I just don't see how someone could have been shot. Yeah, two in the, in the chest. Ooh. Two in the chest. You're not going to recover from that. No. Very sad situation there. So, uh, when it comes to training, you know, don't point anything, don't point the gun at anything you don't want to kill, or destroy. Uh, make sure you check and verify uh, that all guns are unloaded when you're doing these different training exercises, or you're using other, you know, you know, other other things there. These different training exercises. So, man, very sad situation there. Um. So let's go back to the election a little bit. I, I want to talk a little bit more about that, you know, because uh, all this I, I I hear a lot of people getting phone calls from from Beto, uh, from the Beto camp. Hell yes. <laughs> and I'm hearing, you know, uh, people talking about the fact that, you know, you you can get an abortion. You know, in any age, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's all for it. You know, what are some of the things you're hearing? You hear anything crazy? I mean, it's all crazy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yvonne, what do you, anything? Well, in my district, you know, we have two of the four 
uh, major Planned Parenthood uh, centers in my district. Oh wow! And so, and they're usually located in, you know, like poor districts. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, one's on Ben White, and one's on Seventh. Correct. And so, yeah, it's uh, the. Oh we, wait, your district is Ben White and Congress. So yeah, actually, your uh, your uh, your uh, your store is in my district. Oh my goodness, yeah. that is the worst area in town. That we do so much. East Riverside much. from thirty-five to two ninety. Right? Yeah, all the way to. Uh, Dan's Campergers on Airport. That's where all the stabbings, all the shootings mm-hmm. happening, everything, you know, whether someone's you know, staggering across the street, we have people that are randomly drunk show up in the parking lot right. or high. It's 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 crazy. You know, the hospitals, is, you know, they're just, they're getting hit with, like, people that are just ODing. Mm-hmm. It's just insane. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, that's one of the things, though, in our district, though, is we don't have the resources to actually help you know, let's say, you know, a woman who's uh, going through um, a, an unplanned pregnancy, being able to walk with her through that, being able to provide the resources that she needs, um, you know, the basic needs. Uh, so we're so focused on just, you know, getting her the abortion rather than, you know, the the services that are needed, um, formula, baby, you know, um, diapers and, you know, the you know milk and just other services that are needed. Mm. We're not focused on those. We're only focused on. What do you think? What do you think we should do? How can we solve that problem? I think uh, first thing everyone needs to do is, you know, take a look at who they're voting for. Um, starting with the governor, we got mayor. I know um, I've I've looked at, um, you know, Jennifer Veard, and I know has uh, some uh, really strong conservative uh, values uh, with that uh, city council. Uh, Bill Welch, uh, District Five. Uh, um, so yeah, just making sure you do your homework on uh, who you're going to be voting for. Clinton Rary, District One. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Definitely get out there and, and, and check some of the different groups and stuff like that. Right. Uh, but you got to do something different. We got to put something opposite of what's in there now because the people that are there now are the ones that have, that have caused the problem. So we need to hey, hey, hey. We got to do opposite of what we have now. I cannot right. stress that enough. I don't care how you vote, but we got to do something totally different than what's there now. That's right. We got some breaking news coming out of Fort Belvoir. Um, uh, the FBI says that. That the barricade situation at the Fort Belvoir Army base in Virginia has been resolved and that a subject has been taken into custody. Be, uh, this began around 8 a.m. Sunday morning. Local law enforcement, military police, and the FBI Washington Fields Office National Capital Response Squad were responding to an active barricaded situation at U.S. Army Base Fort Belvoir in Fairfax County, Virginia. Around 3 p.m. after a seven-hour standoff, the situation was resolved and his subject was taken into custody, according to a tweet from the FBI Washington field office. And no deal t- details on the motive, the nature of the threat or persons involved has been released. Officials from Fort Belvoir say that the victim services will be offered to anyone affected by this incident. So finally got that under under wraps there. I, I saw that come across the wire a little earlier today and I totally I totally forgot about that. All right, so I want to thank um, Yvonne Weldon for coming to the studio today, talking to us about restoring accountability, transparency from, um, and you know all about this wasteful spending and stuff like that that's mm-hmm. going on in Austin, Texas. I want to thank you for doing that. Uh, I wish you well. Early voting has uh, starts tomorrow. We early, early voting goes on for two weeks. Election day is on November the eighth, uh, so definitely get out there and vote. You should get a chance to vote during early voting. That way you can catch it during the weekend. Hey, you can go Saturday, this Saturday and this Sunday coming up and go vote. Get out there and let your voice be heard. And like, Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on. Um, 
and don't forget this week we're going to have the 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 seminar at Central Texas Gunworks. So definitely come out for that, <clears throat> and that's going to be later on this week. So we usually have it at six thirty. Uh, starting at 6.30 to 8.30, we'll have some snacks or something for you. Maybe have some pizza, not sure. Uh, it's the We're going to talk about some self-defense stuff. That's at Central Texas Gunworks on October 26th. October 26th at 6.30 p.m. Uh, take a look. We're going to post the link on our website so you can uh, on the Facebook page and also Twitter so you can go sign up and, and, and show up for that because you need to learn self-defense from a legal perspective. Like I said before, we got several lawsuits that we're filing. We're coming after this administration. This administration is coming after you, so we're going after them. We're going to take the fight directly to Washington, D.C. We're going from Texas to D.C. We're going to stop them in their tracks. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.